0: Thank you so much for joining us on Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast. The Garden State Film Festival is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year, and for the second year, the Cranford Theatre will be serving as one of the venues. The in-person festival events take place between March 23rd and 27th, while the virtual access online will be available between March 28th and April 3rd. Joining us today are Diane Raver. She is the founder and treasurer of the Garden State Film Festival. Lauren Kankar Sheehy, the executive director, and Doreen Say, owner of the Cranford Theatre. Thank you so much for joining me here on Cranford Radio. Thrilled to be here. Thanks, Bernie. First, I think it probably makes sense to start talking in general about the festival for those who aren't familiar with it. And Diane, as the founder of the festival, could you tell us a bit of the history and why you created it in the first place, if you would, please?
1: Well, I had a long uh, history in the commercial film business. I was the first president of a commercial production company in New York many, many years ago. But it became time to raise my children. And the first thing any mother wants to do is run home to their, their roots and, and raise them where they can have bicycles and friends and, you know, you know, play dates and all of that. And that wasn't going to be possible with three little ones in, in Manhattan, especially not affordable for us at that time. Mm -hmm. So we came running home. And when I got here, I was dismayed that um, Asbury Park, that was our cultural Mecca was in Urban decay. Mm -hmm. So part of the reason for founding the festival was that. But the other reason was everywhere I met, I tripped over somebody I knew in the business Roy Farfel, the stuntman, Robert Pastorelli, the actor, somebody I knew was just everywhere. And I thought, why doesn't the state of New Jersey, where the whole industry was born, have an all encompassing event? And that was the impetus to start us off.
0: Doreen, as I mentioned, you are now entering your second year of involvement with the film festival. As I said, in the opening, this is the 20th anniversary for the festival. Why did Cranford decide that you were going to get involved with this?
2: (laughs) Well, we were actually, we had a wonderful run last year. I was super excited when we had our initial conversations with the garden state film festival and they were interested in uh, adding Cranford to their lineup of great venues. It was you know, given the circumstances that we were still under last year, we still, we did very well. And actually the theater wasn't even open to the public yet last year when we hosted the festival. So it, it just goes to show you how uh, powerful and wonderful a festival is, especially one, you know, the caliber of the Garden State Film Festival, that people um, were aware that the festival was coming to town last year. They knew the theater was still closed, but yet we still had a wonderful, wonderful audience so this year we're we're hosting two nights, uh, Wednesday night and Saturday night. So we're super excited about that. And, you know, we're excited for the town of Cranford because film festivals are uh, very unique and a wonderful opportunity and, and draw, you know, a, a whole different audience that may not always be interested in, you know, movies that we normally would show at the theater. So it definitely brings a very unique perspective to, to the theater and, and opens up to a much wider audience that's interested in independent films, shorts, arts, culture.
0: So thrilled. Lauren, you're the executive director. As I mentioned, Diane was the founder. How did you get involved and and tell us a little bit about your involvement with the film festival, please.
3: Oh my gosh. Diane's probably giggling in her head because <laughs> I drank the Kool-Aid 20 years ago. I work at Brookdale community college at Brookdale television And all those years ago, I was producing a segment on the Garden State Film Festival in Asbury Park, and that was it. I immediately became involved. I became one of the volunteers. I involved our Brookdale Community College students every single year, and we still have the volunteers that started with us 20 years ago that are still involved. It's really great to be able to provide real-world experience for both Brookdale Television and the Garden State Film Festival. And I just, you know, fell in love with it and with Diane, and we've just been a team ever since. And the best part is we continue to evolve and meet our audiences and our filmmakers where they are at. So for us, it wasn't even second, you know, we didn't second-guess anything to make the pivot to virtual or any of that because of Diane We were using Skype before the world had to move over to Zoom. We were already mobile and we were already, you know, working with our audience members and filmmakers from all around the world. So for us, it was just two seconds to know. We were going on with the show in 2020. We were the first and only ones to present without postponing or canceling. And I think that's a huge message to the way we operate, you know, where it's a small group of us that make this, big engine run.
0: Now, it's called the Garden State Film Festival, but I think you alluded to this, Lauren, in in, in your comment just a moment ago. This is not just strictly New Jersey filmmakers or having a New Jersey connection, is it?
3: No, it's fantastic. So, this year, um, we have over 200 films from over 17 different countries. Normally, when we have films from over 26 different countries. So, the fact that The Gordon State Film Festival is globally recognized and continues to be, despite the pandemic and everything that's going on, is just really something that keeps us motivated and is really the backbone of why we continue to provide arts and entertainment to our legions of fans.
0: Doreen, when it comes to the Cranford Theater, as someone who grew up here in Cranford, I go back to the days of when it was just a big movie house. And there was a balcony and, and, you know, you'd go there for your Saturday matinees as a kid and watch cartoons in color, which was uh, quite a thrill back in the day. But the Cranford Theater, I think in some cases it may have been taken for granted, but you had a, a case where it was closed for a little bit of time uh, before you and your dad restored it and brought back the movie theater. Uh, just recently, the theater actually played a, a sort of, a reversal role where it was the scene for a movie being filmed with William H. Macy as one of the people there and Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how you see the theater more than just a, a show place for movies to be shown.
2: So there's a lot of opportunity, right? And we're open to pretty much doing anything at the theater that we can make happen. So whether it be movie filmings, private events, uh, we do a lot of birthday parties, the festival, which we're we're super excited about. Uh, And and I think, Bernie, we spoke about this, you know, right around the time we were reopening the theater, that it's going to take a little bit more than just movies. And, you know, it's no secret that we're up against a lot of competition, whether it be streaming or so many different activities that are available now, which definitely were not available when I was a kid. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of options out there now. So, you know, I think the, the festival is a very uh, exciting piece of the puzzle and and we hope to, to welcome the Garden State Film Festival back every year uh, and and make Cranford a permanent home. Also, you know, we hope for more movie filmings because we think that that was very exciting, um, not just for the theater, but for the town also. And, and it was wonderful to see how the magic happens. And it makes you value and appreciate what goes into a movie, you know, and it's, it's really unreal, right? You, so you see they're there for a whole day to film one scene and you're like, wow, all these people work so hard to make this magic happen. And what you're seeing on the screen looks so easy, right? It's only 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes. No one realizes how much goes into that. And I have to tell you, after being on set the other day when I filmed at the theater, how much appreciation I have for those who work so hard to make it happen. The production crew, the cast, there's so many moving pieces. I got to tell you, I was, (laughs) I was stressed for them because I'm like, there's so many moving parts to making this magic happen. Um, And I think now with all of these wonderful incentives in New Jersey, and we're going to see a lot more filming taking place in our state, which is wonderful. It's, it's, It's not only wonderful for all of us who get to witness this magic, but it's wonderful for the economy and and for these businesses. And it was wonderful to see the crew visit a lot of the restaurants across the street from us or get a cup of coffee right around the corner or or an ice cream. So there's a lot of magic happening in the state, you know, and, you know, and I hope that when people come to the festival, you know, these are independent filmmakers um, that, that have made these amazing, you know, put together these amazing pieces of content. I hope people value what they see on the screen because it really does take a lot of vision and creativity and hard work to make this come alive.
0: Diane, for someone who hasn't been to a film festival before, perhaps is listening to this and says, hey, I I would like to be a part of this. Tell us a little bit of what a film festival is like. It's it's different from going, buying your ticket for you know, the latest release and, and sitting down in the seat and just sitting back while they play the feature presentation. Tell us a, a little bit of what the film festival is like.
1: Well, speaking to what Doreen just said, independent films, as opposed to ones made by the Hollywood studios, Hollywood studios make films to sell tickets. It's a really, it's an economic engine that's wonderful. It brings, gives jobs, that's fabulous. But an independent film is usually made by a filmmaker who believes in something, has something that he's gotta say, whether it's a documentary or an artistic expression. And he usually gets his cousin, brother, uncle's money to do it. It's it's really a fight to bring this to the screen. And I liken it, independent films are what to the film industry what organic food is to the food industry. There's no additives, no stuff in it. It's just pure art. And that speaks to the importance of us having a platform for uh, freedom of expression and information in this world, which I feel we're standing at the forefront. And by God, as long as there's a breath in my body, we will continue to do that.
0: Do the filmmakers typically attend these film festivals?
1: Yes, after each screening block, we screen in blocks, um, there's a Q&A with the filmmakers. That's something you don't get when you sit down to a Hollywood movie. There'll be some in Cranford. We hope that you will come in and meet them. And um, that really makes an electricity in the air that is just so magic. And again, because they truly believe in what they've what they've made and the hard work that went into it, Because nobody's writing a check for them. They really need to make this film or it would never get to to us. And we're so honored to have a platform to be able to present them.
0: Lauren and Diane, this film festival, as we talked about, 20 years old now. It really had its roots down in Asbury Park. And I believe Ocean Grove is another venue where you're showing some of the films there as well. Cranford seems kind of out of the, uh, the way, so to speak. From your perspective, obviously, from, from a Cranford perspective, we heard how Doreen wants to be involved with it. But what does it mean for the film festival to have sort of a foothold here in North Jersey, Union County?
1: Well, of course, someone who named their festival the Garden State Film Festival, I think it's important to pay tribute to Thomas Edison's legacy as the you know the inventor of this industry. And that it is an all-encompassing event for the state of New Jersey. And that was always our goal. And, of course, to have Doreen's support and her beautiful theater is just such a gift to us that we hope to give it back. And, again, stimulate the economy and and bring more vitality to your community as we have also in other places in the state.
3: The Garden State Film Festival has year-round events of screenings and programs. So although it might seem interesting that we're at Cranford for the annual festival, we're actually all throughout the state of New Jersey from north to way down south um, year-round doing what we call best of the fest where we have film screenings and we do outreach for our military, our seniors, and for education.
0: And one other thing that I certainly want to touch on, uh, you know, we talked about obviously the venues where the films are going to be shown, but there's also a virtual aspect to this. Lauren, would you like to tell us a little bit about the virtual aspect and how people can watch films there?
3: Yes, we are so thrilled. This year we're 12 days while everyone else is postponing and canceling still. We've extended the Gordon State Film Festival. March 23rd to the 27th, we're in person in Cranford, New Jersey and Asbury Park. And then March 28th to April 3rd, is our virtual component. So the films will be available. So if you, maybe you don't feel comfortable or you can't travel to New Jersey like you usually could, everything is available online and we are so excited. It looks so beautiful. If you get a chance, go to gsff.org to look at the film guide and the listings at a glance so you can make your schedule. Our app will soon be ready so you can actually make your own schedule to, you know, star and highlight what you want to go to and what you want to do. So it's really fantastic. And we cannot thank our Garden State Film Festival team members enough for working around the clock. Essentially, we're doing two festivals by having the virtual, you know, separate from the in-person. And it's outstanding.
0: Lauren, in addition to all these filmmakers and, and films and such, there's obviously other people that that play a role And our supporters, tell us a little bit about that, if you would, please. And in particular, what happens on Friday night?
3: Friday night is our huge red carpet gala cocktail party night. We have as our honorary chair this year, First Lady Tammy Snyder Murphy, who will be in attendance. We have an Educator of the Year recipient who is Louis Lippitz. Our Broader Vision Award recipient goes to someone who's using filmmaking for the greater good. This year's recipient goes to Dawson's Peak for Project 7 for Soldiers. I wanted to give a shout out to Doreen because throughout the pandemic, the way Doreen handled pivoting and creating the drive-in movie theater in the correct way, nobody else that I know of was able to do that in the proper way you're supposed to do it. And we can't say enough about what huge fans we are of Doreen and the Cranford town and the movie theater. Her distinct combination of passion, resilience, and determination is in such alignment with the women that execute the Garden State Film Festival, and we are so thrilled to be presenting once again at the Cranford Theater.
0: Well, for anyone who may have missed that URL where they can go to to find information about the film festival, if you check the show notes for this episode, you will find a link there that you can just click on and go directly to the film festival. Doreen, Diane, Lauren, Thank you so much for taking time out to chat with me about the Garden State Film Festival. Always an honor.
1: Thank you.